Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to No Exit. Welcome to No Exit, a podcast where I'm a gigantic dipshit. I'm just a real wad. I'm just a, a real dingus we're, over here. We're both dipshits. Being a dipshit is part of a requirement for being on the Stick Poke Prod Network. Yes, that's true. We're a, bit, a network like, of dinguses. It's a bunch of like... Just a uh, bunch you know, of ostensibly smart people doing really stupid things. Yeah, I would like to say we're more like dinguses. We're doing, we're doing, okay. we're, uh, we're doing like tomfoolery and buffoonery and 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 and. Uh, did I, I said tomfoolery already, uh, and <laughs> drugs among other things. <laughs> um, we're sort of like a, a loose bohemian salon that's uh, we record and hope that other people enjoy. Mm-hmm. So we hope you enjoy this one. I'm your host, Wendy Warzone. I'm your host, Hannah Hell, and I'm so sorry, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is a podcast. Did you? Ex- yeah, this is a podcast about horror movies in uh, which Hannah forgets to press the record button. Uh-huh. I sure did. We had like a 10-minute long conversation about uh, my cat, who's it's he's big news. He's great news. Uh, he's the best news uh, I've had in a while. Um, and, uh, I realized in the middle of it that I'd entirely forgotten to press mm-hmm. record. So here we are. We're back. Um, we're back. Um, did we do pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, hers. My pronouns are also she, her, hers. I do not believe we did. So thank you. Um, for yeah. So this is an episode about Buffy. This is a horror comedy podcast mm-hmm. and this is one of our Buffy shows. So we're going to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But before we do that, uh-huh. Hannah. Yes. What is the spookiest thing that you've done this week? Because I know you have a spooky thing. I do. I adopted a black cat. His name is Crawfish. He has little thumbs because he's polydactyl. So he has extra thumbs. Um, he's also FIV positive. Uh, so he had no adoption fees, which was really kick ass. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Can I, can I tell you something? So uh, for listeners, we've never... Uh, done a segment like this on the podcast but um occasionally my mother says absolutely bananas things yeah she does that's true and the thing that she said when i told her about crawfish was uh did she get a discount on him that's a really fucked up thing to say <laughs> the answer is yes with a really fucked up thing to say um, you know i was like what I did. And he's, per- he's perfect. And he's going to live a perfectly happy and healthy life because we're going to take amazing care of him. And mm-hmm. most FIV cats live perfectly happy, healthy lives. Uh, so, yeah. Um, anyway, I love my son. He's perfect and beautiful and very, very smart and brave and, and beefy and just handsome and grand. And he's he's a black cat. His face is like jet black. His nose is black and his like gums are black. So he's just... Black as black can be, um, but he has a little, few little spots of white on his tummy. He's so no, cute. He's so cute, and he cute. has the cutest little like squeaky meow. Uh, he's so he's he's got this tiny little meow, and he's so mm-hmm. so so. He's very talkative. He's so cute. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, my friend, and I were talking about how one of her cats is a big honking boy with a little teeny meow, and uh-huh. then my uh my other cat is uh all other than Valentine is also a big honking boy with a little teeny meow. Yeah, that's so. I love that so much. Except Nelson is kind of like beefy, like uh like strong cat. Yeah, and uh, Simon, my cat, is just like a pudding cup with claws. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, crawfish is beefy. He's not. He's not above. He's not really above average size. He's just mm-hmm. like he's just beefy. Like, yeah, he's just muscular. Yeah, if he mm-hmm. eats a little more, he'll probably be like big. He's also young. He's also uh, not quite three years old. Yeah, this is the same age as Simon. He, Simon Precious. just turned three. Precious. Uh, I I got Crawfish's medical record record, so I was able to figure out his exact birthday, and it's June twenty first. He's a cancer. Aw, he's precious, and I love him. How nice! I love him so mm-hmm. much. Shout out to Crawfish. Um, that's it for me. I adopted a black cat. He's great, and I love him. And everybody should adopt a black cat if you if you have the the ability to support a cat and the desire to do so, and you're waiting on it because of whatever. Just do it. Adopt a cat. It's a great time to do it right now because you can be home with them, literally all the time. Yeah. And adopt uh, a cat. Ad- Why not? Yeah, and uh, Crawfish. Everything we read about him was like, loves attention, constant attention. And he does. He just wants to be involved. And I love him mm-hmm. so much. Aw, um, sweet boy. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, someday, excuse me, when this is all over, you will get to meet your nephew, Crawfish, and that will be mm-hmm. a glorious day. I told him that I he's- I look forward to it. He's going to meet this like cavalcade of people who uh, <laughs> he's never, like he, he had no awareness of their existence before that moment, but who are in- enthusiastically in love with him. And it's mm-hmm. going to be very confusing for him, I think. That's how it be when you're a little cat. When you're just a little cat who's... And your parents have camera phones. Yeah, and you've got little thumbs that make your hands kind of look like Aww. pincers, and that's why your name yeah. is Crawfish, which is a hilarious <laughs> name for a cat. <laughs> and that's why I... That's like 90% of the reason I first clicked on his picture, and then he turned out to be Aww. perfect. So here we are. Yeah, it was it was fate. It was destiny. It was. It was kismet. Adopt- it was um I can't think of any other ways to say fate. I think um yeah. Uh, uh yep. That's those are the ones I think. <laughs> okay. Uh he uh yeah, if you have if you see a cat that you you love the name so much, adopt that cat. That's telling mm-hmm. you something about that cat. That's what I think. Adopt a cat. All right, Wendy. This do you have any segment. spooky what? thing? Did you do? Do you have any intro segments? Did you do anything this I week? I do have a spooky thing, um, which is that. So there, uh, Hannah and I have a running joke about how Instagram doesn't know how to advertise to me. They yeah. cannot figure me out. Once there was an entire day where I just the only ads I saw on Instagram were all for eyelash related <laughs> products <laughs> like so mascara funny. and um, magnetic eyelashes. Um, Instagram magnetic can't figure eyelashes? me out. So, um, what? Magnetic eyelashes? Yeah, mag- magnetic fake eyelashes. How so instead of work? glue, um, you put either, they either have met two pieces that snap together or you put on a magnetic eyeliner that they stick to. Weird. Yeah. I had no idea that existed. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Do they yeah. work? Do they stay? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Kara, if you're listening, I know you've tried them. Let me know. Yeah, let us shout out. <laughs> shout out to Kara out. of the podcast Dissecting Horror. She is my friend. That's wonderful. Who, If, um, if anybody listening has used them, tell us how they went for you. I'd yeah, like to, have you I'd ever like used magnetic eyelashes? Let us know. Noexitpodcast at gmail.com. Or Instagram or Facebook at noexitpodcast. Yes. Um, and so anyway... Um, so normally Instagram has no idea what to do with me. And then suddenly the ads went from like way off base to like frighteningly accurate. I got an a, a tar- an Instagram targeted ad for crawfish. crawfish is here. Sorry, carry on. Oh, <laughs> for um little 
uh, bat plushies. Oh my god! That had that like cross their little wings in front of their chest and open their wings, and they come in several different colors. And the thing is. The thing, the reason it's the spookiest thing is because I really, really want one, and I would normally never want anyone to know that that's how much I want one. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's very, very funny. Hi, crawfish. Speaking of uh, spooky cats, crawfish the kitty has blessed us with his presence. Just Aww, so the listening crawfish. audience knows he's here. He's a podcast. Uh, he's a star. He's a yeah, he's, we- a, he's a ham. Yeah, so now now um, Hannah and Kai once more have a podcat in we their do. home. We do. He's very precious. Uh, Wendy, that's uh, how my Instagram ads have always been. Like, mine, my brand, I think, is just very solidified so that Instagram mm-hmm. knows exactly what to try to sell me. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a mixed it's a mixed bag for sure. It's a mixed mm-hmm. bag of emotions because on the one hand you're like, oh, that's spooky that I'm you know that predictable or whatever, and on the other hand it's like, mm, yeah, but I really want that thing. So yeah, <laughs> win win. Targeted advertising yeah. just streamlines the process. I don't have to mm-hmm. see targeted ad. I don't have to see ads for shit that I would never buy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I I get a lot of ads for products that. Most women aged 18 to 35 probably need that I will never need. So yeah. um, Instagram's really confused by my lack of interest in those ads. Yeah, totally. Um, so anyway, did you have any other intro segments or should we talk about Buffy? Let's talk about Buffy. Let's talk, Let's about, talk that, about fucking good, Buffy. Good Buffy content. Yeah. So we watched the uh, final two episodes of um, season one. So uh, we watched episode 11, Out of Mind, Out of Sight, and then we watched uh, the season finale, uh, episode 12, Prophecy Girl. Mm. Um, And I, just right out of the gate, the acting in these two episodes, like, every single actor is acting circles around themselves in the first half of the season. Yeah, totally. Everybody is is very, very, very significantly improved. Mm-hmm. And something that I've recently learned, so uh, this first season is only 12 episodes, and then the rest of the seasons are longer, more like more like a, a six-month series run. This was a mid-series replacement, or mid-season replacement for a show that wasn't doing well at the time. Interesting. So it, like, mm-hmm. accidentally got greenlit, and then it got super, super popular, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it accidentally got greenlit, or if they just had it waiting in the wings, and mm. then they repla- they had another show that wasn't performing well, so they canceled it. Yeah, they just slotted it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's great. So, yeah, I don't know what show it replaced, but so that's why the first season is shorter. Um, and maybe it was kind of around, because episode eight was really where we noticed the quality improving mm-hmm. significantly. Totally. So I don't know if maybe that's when more people were start had been starting to watch and they were taking it more seriously, or if it was really just like, the production kind of like hit its stride then. Yeah, that's probably a little bit of both, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. So Hannah, what are your initial thoughts on these these two episodes? I'm I'm definitely finally invested in the goings on. Like I'm I'm invested in seeing how it moves forward. Uh, mm-hmm. Buffy's one of those things that I, I can't remember if we talked about this on the show that like it's it's so so popular. That I am, I'm still willing to give it a chance, and so many people that I really love and respect, mm-hmm. love and this and this show so much that uh-huh. it, I'm like that it's got to get 
better at some point and it's getting better. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm at least willing to be, uh, invested, like frivolously invested in it at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I'm at least willing to be like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. You're like interested in seeing what happens at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it on my own, but my overall mm-hmm. interest needle has, uh, uh, skewed upward for sure my overall interest level has increased Mm -hmm. for sure cool yeah uh partially due to that acting uh partially due to clea devall was in one of the episodes and she's really really Mm -hmm. high um uh, partially because uh the writing's a lot better um Partially because I'm less depressed. Like there's lots of factors Mm -hmm. going on (laughs) it's much well so it's I mean just to be perfectly frank it's a much better show than it was the first seven episodes <laughs> oh completely yeah completely completely i agree mm-hmm. um uh, s- my next thought was that the oh. the nine that the nine the level of 90s ness in the episode the mm-hmm. uh outfits in these episodes uh <laughs> was also pretty off the chain it was it was <laughs> There was a high caliber of 90s. There was oh. a lot of like there were it so we this was only two episodes that we watched um and probably the highest numbers of one of us saying what is that person wearing? Yeah, oh yeah, completely. Yeah. All the, all almost all the outfits in this mm-hmm. uh couple of episodes were buckwild as opposed to like normally mm-hmm. there's like you know, a few buckwild outfits, but this time it was like they really pulled all, like, out all the stops on buckwild outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buffy's prom dress is very, very 90s and also it's kind hideous. of looks like a wedding dress. It does. It's hideous. It looks like a I wedding. I don't think it's hideous. I just I... think it's like that looks like what every prom dress looked like. Yeah, totally. It does It does look more like a wedding dress than a prey. It looks to me more like an ugly mm-hmm. wedding dress than an ugly prom dress. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, it's it's not like... to my taste. Mm-hmm. But Buffy seems to like it, and that's what matters. And good for her, I guess. Good yeah, for, good for her. Um, no, solidly good for her. Not yucking any yums. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not to my taste, but good for Buffy. <laughs> more power to her. Speaking of which, she's getting a lot more agency, which I also really uh, mm-hmm. like. She's getting a lot more agency, and Sarah Sh- Michelle Geller is just getting more to do in terms of acting. Uh huh. Which I think is really yeah. Great. She's having a lot more like emotional moments. Mm-hmm. Totally. To play. There's a lot of, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, 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 Emmy juice coming out mm-hmm. of her eyes. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that expression before, but I knew exactly what you meant uh-huh. as soon as you said it. Um, she was crying. So, yes, I, I understand. I know, I'm explaining joke. the joke to the audience. Uh, yes. I know you okay. got the joke. You already laughed at the joke, but I'm explaining yeah. it to anybody at home who might not have laughed at the joke because they didn't get it. <laughs> Okay, so we uh, watch, first we watched episode 11, obviously, because we watched the fucking episodes in order. Uh-huh. Duh. Um, so it's called uh, Out of Mind, Out of Sight, and it's about essentially about a uh, this uh, bunch of students like who are friends with popular girl Cordelia Chase start getting um, real beat up by some unseen force. Yes, yeah, so and here, of- like... Uh, you know, like a Fantastic. girlish or feminine sounding voice, like giggling or talking to them. So they all suspect it to be the the squad, the crew suspects it to be some sort of phantasm. Uh, meanwhile, Buffy is feeling mm-hmm. somewhat distanced from Willow and Xander because Willow and Xander have known each other for so long and have all these like in jokes and mm-hmm. memories. And Buffy's like the newer friend. 
Um, mm-hmm. So meet, but meet, and meanwhile, also they're being terrorized. What they believe to be by what they believe to be a phantasm. However, mm-hmm. Buffy finds out it's not a phantasm. It's not a phantasm. It is a missing student whose name is Marcy something, who is played by Clea Duvall. Clea Duvall! Who, if you are gay. And uh, when when she first appeared on screen, you were like, oh my God, is that Clea Duvall? Yeah, I mean, I knew it was. It's, it's uh, She's unmistakable. Uh, mm-hmm. If if uh, you don't know who Clea Duvall is, look her up. If you're gay, you probably know her from as being uh, Futch Queen Graham in uh, mm-hmm. But I'm a Cheerleader. In But I'm a Cheerleader. Queer person. Um, she's so hot. Mm-hmm. She's very hot. Yes. Uh, lesbian she's, icon. She, she's the hottest. <laughs> yeah, there's no need to play who's um, the hottest. She's lesbian icon. And also, mm-hmm. may I point out, real life, actual, living, breathing lesbian. Um, mm. She, no need to play who's the hottest. For me, she's the hottest. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to introduce a new superlative. Ooh. Because I still think that um, who's the hottest is a tie for me between Angel and Ms. Calendar. Yeah, I mean, Miss um, Calendar's also but, extremely hot. However, Clea Duvall obviously is in a class of her own, and that's why I am creating the superlative hottest monster. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Because uh, we t- we uh, uh, talk about that a little bit on Sailor when we watch it. Not on Sailor Moon. We don't podcast, <laughs> but when we watch Sailor Moon together. Um, mm-hmm. A yeah, lot hottest- of the monsters on Sailor Moon are very, very, like... Uncomfortably uh, hot. Yeah, uncomfortably attractive, like sexually mature female. Yeah, <laughs> and, and equally as many of them are like dumb fuck robots with hair dryers for arms. But you know, <laughs> yes. a six, a little, little, little bit of uh-huh. this, little bit of that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Cluedo Ball uh, is the hottest monster for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, she's just so hot. Um, mm-hmm. Miss Calendar is and also I'm not, so, so I'm hot. not counting vampires under hottest monster because. The vampires, when they have their monster faces on, are not hot. No, they're not hot at all. Uh, also, the vampires are like the vampires are kind of a different thing because the vampires are just like yeah. are like the overarching antagonist of the yeah, show. Yeah, they're sort of just like um, uh, they're sort of ubiquitous. They're not yeah. Uh, like every like you've seen one vampire, you've seen them all. You yeah, know? they're not. I mean, sometimes they are the monster of the week, but they're also not mm-hmm. the monster of the week va- like monster because they're. They're just mm-hmm. ever present. Like the, the right, yeah. Buffy is the vampire slayer. The other monsters mm-hmm. are the yeah. It's like she cut. I think, um, and I can't remember if it's in. Uh, no, I think it's the beginning of episode twelve when Buffy is just like out and about, and is like we see that on a regular basis she just goes out at night and slays vampires, and she's just like, yeah, Ooh, she just three like, vampires in one night. That's a lot. Yeah, she just like goes um, and hangs out. She just chills. But anyway, so this monster's invisible person is. Uh, played by Clea Duvall, and she's a missing student named Marcy who is kind of like a, an overlooked um, kid. Like, she's basically, she's the kid that nobody notices and no one remembers. Yeah, she's, And yeah. there's actually this kind of, like, call-out moment with uh, Willow and Xander, because Buffy, so Buffy goat finds uh, Marcy's hideout, because for inexplicable reasons, she has chosen to camp out Above the band room of her high school. Yeah, she's and if in, I was turned invisible by public opinion, <laughs> I yeah, I would. That's not stay what there I would do. And haunt them like a vengeful ghost. She's also lizard, literally lizardly. She's lizardly. She's lizard. <laughs> she's literally. 
<laughs> She's a little lizardly. She hides in dark places. She's literally <laughs> yeah, she invisible. A- <laughs> she could go anywhere she wanted. And yeah, do she could go anywhere she wanted. She's she completely fucking invisible. Yeah, she could just um, go. And she has become invisible because nobody noticed her. Yeah, so she could just go do whatever, but instead she chooses to, uh, because she has a sad teenager, she, see- she uh, uh, chooses to hide in the ceiling of her high school. Um mm-hmm. So it, Buffy finds her little hideout and finds her like a I'm sorry, level. did I cut you off? Did you have more to... No, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah, Buffy, Buffy finds her yearbook and everybody has just written, have a nice summer. Have a, have a yeah, have a nice summer, which yeah. is what you yeah, write have when a you nice have nothing summer. else to write. And, and um, wh- you know, Willow and Xander are both like, I've never seen this girl in my life. Like, I don't know who she is. And... And Buffy's like, oh, yeah, because you guys both told her to have a nice summer. And yeah. like what like Willow and Xander have to confront the fact that they were also like part of the problem. That, yeah, totally. Like, turned this other human being invisible. Yeah, there's and, like, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. And then Willow's just like, Xander, we both had four classes with her last year. Yeah, they're they're properly both of them because uh, speaking again to the caliber of acting increasing they're both properly ashamed of that fact mm-hmm. they're both incredibly yeah. embarrassed and and uh mm-hmm. contrite about the fact that they were part of the problem mm-hmm. i would say yeah um yeah so that they and uh for some reason uh clea Duvall, um has decided uh that she's going to mutilate cordelia chase it's not really yeah. clear why. She's made Cordelia Chase the the subject of her wrath because mm-hmm. Cordelia Chase is the most quote unquote popular girl in their school or year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and she cuz she's like one she's winning make the like the uh uh, uh prom queen basically. Mm-hmm. Um they're like spring dance queen. Mm-hmm. And they call her the May Queen, which is fun. Um, uh-huh. it's very pagan sounding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so she, yeah, so she's decided that she's going to, mm-hmm. I bet that was on purpose actually. What? That they because made it, made it, that they made it, mm-hmm. the May queen. Yeah. I bet. I bet you're right. Um, so she's decided that she's going to quote unquote, like make Cordelia ugly by like mutilating mm-hmm. her face. So she like, he- no, she's going to, I think the idea is she's going to make Cordelia's face unforgettable. Yeah. Well, I think that's like what, by mutilating. Yeah. Her. Yeah, totally. So yeah. she's she, going to like, she's like everybody who walks down the street will see you and remember you for the rest of their life because you're going to look so horrifying. Yeah, totally. So yeah. Um, it's not really clear why she's doing any of this. I, yeah, misguided vengeance, I think. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, teenagers are happens. not known for making good decisions. Yeah. She, so she drugs uh, Cordelia mm-hmm. and kidnaps her. She also drugs Buffy uh. and kidnaps her. Um, mm-hmm. Buffy I don't go- know if she kidnaps her or just knocks her unconscious, but. Well, I mean, she drugs Either her way. and then takes her to another yeah. location and ties mm-hmm. her up. I would define that as yes. kidnapping. Okay. Um, okay. Personally, I mean, it kidnaps, but I, I was saying I don't. I don't know if she drugs Buffy or if she knocks her unconscious and kidnaps her. That's what I was trying to say. No, she. There's a scene where you see her injecting that syringe oh, that's into Buffy's right. neck. I totally forgot yeah, about she that. Totally Never drugged, mind. Yeah, she you're, drugs you're Buffy right. on I just screen. Completely forgot. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So she. So she As someone Buffy. who's not afraid of needles, I forgot about the needle scene. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch. Um, oh, hi, crawfish. He just poked his little head up out of the cherry zone. Oh, hi, buddy boy. Buddy. He's licking himself. He's great. So anyway, uh, I forget that this happened. Buffy's been, Buffy and uh, uh, Cordelia are both tied up to these planks. 
uh, this floating mm-hmm. scalpel held by. Yeah. Meanwhile, also uh, Cordelia has come to Buffy for help because she knows that Buffy like knows something about all the weird shit that's going on. Yeah, she doesn't and know she what does, and she also knows that Buffy is the person to go to for help, even though socially, like she and Buffy don't get along. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Which is the the start of Cordelia's. Uh, quick sort of character 180 um she the beginning of her i guess presumable redemption arc uh because yeah so she she she's there buffy's there there's this floating scalpel coming towards cordelia buffy breaks out of her ropes because she's extremely strong and powerful um and uh beats the living shit out of uh marcy because Marcy is just a regular, Mar- Marcy may be invisible, but she's just a regular human being. So Buffy thro- knocks uh-huh. her into a curtain and like throws a curtain over. Because they're in a theater also. A lot of climactic scenes seem to happen in a theater in this show. <laughs> it's very heavy handed. Well, it's dark and dramatic. That's true. So uh, B- Buffy like throws a curtain over Marcy so she can see her. And then because she's a super strong uh a uh, vampire hunter kicks the living shit out of Marcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, <laughs> then out of nowhere, uh, apropos of nothing, the FBI show up. And we'd seen these two guys in suits once earlier in the episode. We saw yeah. two guys in suits kind of just like, like surveilling the school. Yeah. Never before, um, never before this episode have we had inter- any yeah. interaction with the FBI. But uh, suddenly the FBI kicked comes uh, crashing in at the 11th hour uh, to take Marcy away. And then the last scene and she, he, uh, the FBI like just tells everybody is like, never didn't never talk about this again, basically. Uh, and Cordelia is there. The main squad is there. Uh-huh. Plus and Cordelia. Buffy's like, this has happened before, hasn't it? Yeah. Like how many other invisible kids do you have? <laughs> so they, the last uh, scene is Marcy at a, facility for invisible kids uh sitting down in a classroom and i had the question if they're all invisible how does marcy know which chair is empty to go take maybe somebody told her ahead of time but also maybe the invisible kids can see each other who knows maybe it's not clear they didn't really explain it no it's um, it's all very none of it's really explained i mean the, yeah. the reason she went Except invisible that- expl- it was explained but mm-hmm and then it seems that the the FBI is uh, training invisible teenagers to become spies and assassins. And yes. Marcy like opens up a fucking book and it says like assassinating the president or whatever. And she's yeah, like, like infiltration and assassination. Yeah, or something and she's like, like that. Cool. And then the episode's over. It's a very weird, very very weird ending to the episode. Yeah, I can only. I mean, who knows? I can only assume. I presently assume that this will never be brought up again, uh, and that it was a one-off story. Um, mm-hmm. It would be. Su- I would, and I honestly, I don't remember. It would. Honest, I, I it would be. Cannot remember. S- way weirder if they brought it up again because it it was it was all very strange <laughs> and out of left field. It was one of those um, situations. I think that also I- there's a B plot in this episode that where uh, Xander asks Buffy to the prom and she turns him down. Yeah, and Xander and is not very mature about it. No, well, you know, but he also says like, okay, he's like, he says something along the lines of, he's like, I know that I'm getting upset. I don't take rejection well, and then yeah, he acts like a baby, and then kind yeah. of half he he kind of half apologizes for acting like a baby. Yeah. Um, he's, he's fine. I don't hate him anymore, yeah. but he's, he's, he's 
a very he he's is very a much a teenage. Yeah, he's a he's a very teenage boy about the whole thing. Well, and then he um and so then he invites Willow to go to the prom with him instead, and Willow says no. Because she's just like, I'm not going to go to the dance with you and have you wish that you were at the dance with someone else. Yeah, it's it's a sad B-plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they yeah. make up by but the end But also more power. Fine. Yeah. And as, like as soon as is this am I transplanting this lo- this timeline? Does this actually belong in the next episode? No, this happens in this episode because this is the episode okay. with the May Queen stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. That's the that's the next episode because it's the vampires are coming to the school for the May Queen dance. So you are transposing okay. this from next episode. Okay, my bad. That's so okay. Moving I got forward, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, next episode is the season finale, so it's very hardcore. Um, the Hellmouth, the short, the long and short of it is the Hellmouth is about to open, uh, and everything's getting real funky up on Earth because the Hellmouth is about to open. Uh, uh-huh. uh Angel comes to Giles and he's like, I can get you the like ultimate book of prophecy because the vampires mm-hmm. have it and I'm a vampire. Yeah. I think, it's the I think that happened in the last episode. He gave him the book and then Giles is reading the book at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. So he reads the prophecy that the master has, which is like basically Buffy's going to die uh, to stop them to trying to stop the master. It's prophesied or whatever. So that another hunter will be like reborn. And, uh, Giles is very upset by this information, but instead of being an adult about it and uh, telling Buffy, he does a Dumbledore where he does not tell Buffy this information and instead uh, acts super distant and weird and won't tell Buffy anything at all. Mm -hmm. Like he's going to try and fix it behind the scenes somehow so that he'll never have to tell her. Right. That's his plan. Yeah, it's a bad plan because Buffy is understandably upset and she... uh, Oh, long story short, uh, Buffy ends up hearing Giles and Angel talking. Uh, she hears about the prophecy. She's understandably upset, and she quits vampire hunting. Uh, uh-huh. This does not last very long, the fact that she's yeah. quit vampire hunting. And it's really, uh, it, it's a really emotional scene for Sarah Michelle Gellar, too, because mm-hmm. she's just, like, she is obviously, like, so upset and hurt that Giles didn't tell her. Yeah. And she's, like, so she's saying, like, you know, uh, she's like, does it say how he kills me? Do yeah, you think she, it'll hurt. She's, she's, yeah, she's great in this scene. Mm-hmm. She's very, very uh, intense in this scene. Uh, she really mm-hmm. sells it. She really sells the fear and the and the hurt and the um, mm-hmm. just all the, the and the like being a a ch- kid who does yeah, not being want to a, die. Yeah, being a kid charged with the responsibility of saving the world. Um. She goes home and she tries to convince her mom to take like a couple day vacation with her so she can like leave mm-hmm. while the world ends, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But inst- her mom like won't listen and her mom has bought her her like dream prom dress. So Buffy feels bad and she's obligated to stay. Um, mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, not uh, her mom says like sh- that she's like, I can't go away for the. V- okay. So her mom like uh, works for an art gallery. And she's like, right. I can't leave for the weekend. The, the gallery's open on the weekends. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she yeah. can't go because of work mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. Uh, who goes? So Buffy gets kidnapped by. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, she just Buffy just decides to walk to her fate. So she wearing mm-hmm. the prom dress because she has to go kick a, a bunch of ass and save some people from some, from some vampires. Mm-hmm. Also, Cordelia pulls up in her car and she saves some people like Miss Calendar and. 
Willow uh-huh. and, and such. Yeah, Cordelia drives her car through the school. Like, there's vampires converging everywhere, like zombies. Yeah. And Cordelia is just not fucking around. Yeah, so also Cordelia... The very begin- okay, at the very beginning of this episode... Um, Cordelia and Willow are going are looking for Cordelia's boyfriend Kevin, who is supposed to come deliver a bunch of audio equipment. They go to the AV club room, and the entire AV club has been murdered by, like, brutally slaughtered by vampires. Yeah. Oh, and Willow sees this, mm-hmm. and she's super traumatized. And so Buffy seeing how traumatized uh-huh. Willow is is what makes Buffy decide to go walk to her fate and try and mm-hmm. stop the vampires. Yeah. Uh, also, Cordelia, it, a, the squad has a new member. Cordelia knows that vampires and magic and everything is real now, and she's mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the side of good, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy blocks, uh, gets her ass handed to her by the master, uh, who mm-hmm. does bite her in the neck. Uh, she, he does leave her face down in a puddle. Um, mm-hmm. However, the unlikely duo, unlikely team up of Zam- Xander and Angel... Mm-hmm. Uh, are, who, are, who both love Buffy, I guess. Yeah, are here to save the day. Uh, which, once again, Stephanie Meyer did directly steal that, I think, for um, Jacob and Edward. Except that <laughs> okay. Xander's not a werewolf. Mm-hmm. As far as I know. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, yeah, they they resuscitate Buffy. So, yeah, so they find Buffy. Angel's like, she's dead. And uh, and Xander's like, well, let's give her CPR. And Angel's like, well, you'll have to do it because I don't have any breath. Yeah. And so Xander, and so- Xander does some extremely bad TV CPR, <laughs> uh, which mm-hmm. always stresses me out. Uh, just so here's a PSA for anybody mm-hmm. listening. Uh, if you think you know how to see, do CPR because you've seen it on TV, you don't. It's always wrong. No. Take a CPR class. Yeah. Or, or, or mm-hmm. find somebody else who can do it it's you have to push mm-hmm. much harder you can take cpr classes online yeah. that would be a great way to spend your time during quarantine mm-hmm. um, yeah learn cpr why not learn you CPR. Never know. yeah i i personally you never know, know when you might have to resuscitate your vampire slayer friend who's yep. been bitten by the, she got the so the, here's the thing the master bites buffy and sucks her blood for like two seconds and apparently that's enough to like leave her unconscious yeah so maybe the vampire has some the master has like some super sucking vampire power i bet or he something. does yeah. i don't know i bet is his or yeah. maybe it's like a venom situation and maybe his venom mm-hmm. is so potent maybe that, like he-, he also bites her like not so much on the neck where her like jugular would be but like on the muscle <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like on the, on the shoulder, top of on her the, trapezius muscle <laughs> Uh yeah yeah so he bites her in the trap but um, uh, hey I don't I don't know vampires are demons in this mythology so who the fuck who's, knows who's to say maybe they need the muscle anyway who knows maybe they need the protein um mm-hmm. so anyway they resuscitate Buffy somehow uh mm-hmm. who's, yeah Xander resuscitates Buffy seems- and I will say like even though Xander's like hurt that Buffy doesn't want to go to the prom with him. Like, he cares more about, like, saving his friend's life. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a reasonable gentleman. Um, mm-hmm. He is super moody about it and does, yeah. like, is mean to Angel about it, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So Buffy s- wakes up from being dead, seems to have leveled up, uh, and then ha- uh, hands the master's ass back to him. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, she, so she's now that she's been resuscitated, like basically like, so she died, but she's brought back to life, you know, because the angel and, uh, Xander get to her and resuscitate her and revive her before she, like brain death happens, I guess. So now that the prophecy has been fulfilled, she already died. So now she's like empowered to fight the master. Like basically that's how I interpret that. 
Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Is like she because she's just like, no, I feel like I feel strong. I feel good. Yeah. So she kicks the shit out of the master, uh, mm-hmm. puts him on a stake of wood, and he uh-huh. explodes dramatically, except instead of uh, dissipating into dust like the rest of the vampires, he leaves a skeleton mm-hmm. behind. <laughs> He's got mm-hmm. a little vampire skeleton that uh, is left on the wood, <laughs> which I think is very funny. Yeah. So she like she's very resourceful in this scene. She's like fighting the master, and they're having all these, there's a lot of like, really fun back and forth dialogue. And one of my favorite lines is she's looking at the, she's staring at the master and he's just said something really dramatic and she's kind of looking at him and she just says, you have fruit punch mouth. And then she like hits him really hard. And then she like flips. So she looks down They're in like the glass, uh, they're on the glass roof above the library. She looks down and she sees that the Hellmouth, which has appeared at, through the library and destroyed a bunch of shit, which also that this the like Hellmouth big prominent is uh-huh. the Hellmouth is like a Thresher Maw. The Hellmouth is like a Jim. Yeah, <laughs> if Jim Henson built a, built a Thresher Maw, that's what the uh-huh. Hellmouth is. Yes, that's it's a weird puppet. It's yes, very strange. Correct. It's like personified. Uh-huh. It's got tentacles. So. So that yeah, so this tentacle creature thing like has like appeared up through the his, through the library. So basically, the master has been underneath the library where they hang out this entire time. Yeah, um, because it turns out that's where the Hellmouth is, and that's where he's been trapped. So he, uh, oh yeah, also so the, Buffy the master looks down. opened a portal to the roof, and that's why they're above it now. Oh, he he opened a opened. portal in space time. This happened, and he like misty okay. stepped up to like. I believe you. I do not remember that at all, but that's he, okay. He misty steps away because I remember making a misty step joke. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's how they got from underneath the so library they- tub above the library. Yeah, so they're up on the roof, and Buffy looks through the glass window, and she sees there's this big jagged piece of like uh, composite wood, basically, like this big piece of sharp bookshelf and she thinks aha a stake and she throws the master down through the uh um uh through the roof and he's impaled on the stake and he gets instead of going poof he like very slowly and dramatically like disintegrates and disintegrates and leaves his skeleton behind yeah he disintegrates into he melts into a skeleton uh it's very mm-hmm. cool um, and then the Thresher Maw thing, like, comes back in. The Jim Henson Thresher Maw goes away. Uh, it goes creature, back to hell. like, goes back into hell. And, um, that's kind of the sound it makes, or at least in my imagination, that's the sound it makes. It does kind of squelch and back away. All is well. And Miss Calendar and Cordelia and Buffy and everybody is okay and everybody's, like, safe and they're all just like, what do you want to do now? And they're just like, well, I hear there's a dance happening at the bronze. Yeah, so they all fucking go to prom. <laughs> which is they're just wild. Like, but it's also just kind of like, it's, at what this else point, are you going to do? You might as well yeah, go to prom. Yeah, it's just like, we just like faced the end of the fucking world. Like, fuck it, let's Go to the prom. Yeah, you no, go I'd, to the go, prom. I'd go. Let's just fucking go to the prom. Let's fucking go to the fucking prom. Yeah, I'd go to the yeah, prom. Yeah, let's for just, sure. I'd go yeah, to the prom. just like fuck it, whatever. I support them <laughs> going to the prom. Yeah, they go to the prom. Mm-hmm. Does Buffy dance with Angel or did I make that up? No, there's no. The, we don't actually see them there. Oh, they just go to the prom. Yeah, so, so that's, they just go to that's the prom. That. We, yeah, we with have, the teachers and everybody. That's right. Because so. the last shot is it. Buffy like lingers and stares at the skeleton and then it zooms out mm-hmm. and then it goes yeah. to black. And she's just like, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's, then it cuts I'm, to credits. I'm excited to see 
because the I read the little blurb at the start of episode one of season two, and it said like Buffy comes mm-hmm. back from summer break with a new attitude. I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what the new big baddie is since she killed that one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to continue this this Buffy journey and see what the, all the the hubbub is about. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited to get um, deeper into the series and I'm glad that some of the jokes now are as funny as I remember them being. Yeah, totally. And I'm, um, I'm glad that the jokes are legitimately funny now. Like, yes. I'm, I'm glad that mm-hmm. I'm laughing for reasons other than... Yeah, and like line, than... line delivery is... And, and laughing for reasons other than like the intense awkwardness of Angel. Yeah, laughing for reasons other than why this show is trash. I'm laughing because this mm-hmm. show is funny, which is good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it for being funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. We forgot to mention, like, at the very beginning of all, the this episode opens with a, a really massive earthquake. Oh, yeah. And the master has this line where, you know, he's just like, yes. And he's, like, shaking his hands like a weirdo. I'm like, who does that? Why are you shaking your hands he's, like this? Because he's a cartoon He's like, villain. yes, yes. And then like the earthquake stops and he turns to the anointed one, who's this little kid, and he's like, what do you think, 5.1? It's very funny. It's very uh, uh, camp humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The master is absolutely camp humor. Yeah, completely. Completely. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, yeah, I think that covers that up, the, those two episodes. So let's do superlatives. Yes, we, um, we already did hottest. I don't in the yes. in in the second episode. I don't know if I had a hottest. I think my mm-hmm. hottest overall is just going to be Clue Ball. Yeah, I, I'm going to say just like uh, for across the board for the series, it's a tie for me between uh, Miss Calendar and Angel. Although I do remember finding Cord- Cordelia shockingly hot in yes. episode twelve. Yeah, in these episodes, she's very. Uh, she actually like you can tell that she's an, an adult in her yeah, late twenties and not a teenager because we can look things up. She's like yeah, twenty seven or twenty eight yeah. when this. Uh, yeah, and you can look at her face and be like, filmed. oh, that's a grown adult woman, and she's very hot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's really Cord- pretty. Cordelia uh, Charisma Carpenter is really pretty. Yeah, um, especially now that she's being like kind of less of a. Um, like shallow bitch yeah, now all that, the time. Now she's being nice. Now that she's on. No, the, she's the like getting. Group. Well, that she's getting just more personality development. Yeah. We're seeing like more sides and more humanity of Cordelia. Where previously she was just like a caricature of a vapid popular girl. Yeah, now it's like she's now a vapid popular girl who like is kind of doing it on purpose because she's afraid of being lonely. Yeah, she's a she's a she's a not actually vapid popular girl, and she yeah. knows magic mm-hmm. is real now. So she's her life yep. has changed mm-hmm. su- substantially. Um, yes. So yeah, because it seems like everybody on the Hellmouth just lives in a pr- like in a mass a state of just massive denial. Yeah, absolutely. Like about all the weird goings and on. Cordelia is um, waking up inside, so she's yes, mm-hmm. she's being brought to life, just like Amy Lee. Yes, just like Amy Lee. Um, uh, did you have a best worst dressed? Uh, I told you to. I asked you to. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah. Jot down a note for that one episode or that mm-hmm. one outfit Willow's yes. wearing. That's like. She's yep. wearing what I can I can best describe as a bell bottom shirt. Like it's a it's remember that <laughs> early two thousands bullshit that mm-hmm. was flare sleeves like flared end of uh-huh. sleeves. Yeah, for like flared in on like a knit like light sweater kind of top. Yes, totally. You would buy them at like it's Claire's many colored holes or, Kohl's or mm-hmm. uh, 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 limited two or what have you. Uh, really bad. Really, mm-hmm. really, really, really bad. And it's like a zigzaggy. It's kind of like a seventies throwbacky out and outfit. And it's like it's white pastel, white with flare sleeves. 
And then- No, it's not white. It's like multicolored zigzaggy stripes. Oh, you're right. I thought it was a white base, but you're right. Uh-uh. And then she's wearing, is she wearing? And then she's wearing matching maroon pants yeah. that match the maroon zigzag stripes. Pastel it's maroon. It's extremely it's gay. Yeah. It's, pa- yeah, pastel and maroon together. Yeah. It, she looks like outfit. a she looks like a lesbian art teacher from 1999. It's very, very. She absolutely, that, that is 100% what she looks like. It's very lesbian art teacher. It's a, It was Especially wild. with her just like long one length haircut. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> very. Lesbian art yeah, teacher. It, um, my best worst dressed is uh, Buffy's Chico's mom coat. Yeah, that was pretty wild. In that one also. scene. Yeah, she's wearing like a. When she's like, she's like uh, trying to catch uh, the invisible girl like at school at night and she comes in with this like shiny pleather. Head like, to toe pleather, um, toe to tip pleather. Duster. Yeah, it's like a, t- it's a pleather yeah. duster is a great way to describe it. Mm-hmm. It's like a knee And it's like, duster. it's like a thigh length um, like mom coat. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, it looks like something that like a like a forty three year old um, career oriented mom would yeah, wear. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's something that my mom probably would have worn at that time. <laughs> From Chicos, my mom loves loves mm-hmm. Chicos. Um, yeah, but that was really bad. Also, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, best monster. Um, I mean, the monsters were all kind of lame, but I guess the monster, the mm-hmm. master sort of by default, uh, Clea Duvall wasn't mm-hmm. a good monster. She was yeah. just a hot monster. Uh, I don't yeah. think the monster, the master's all that exciting of a villain, but, uh, his, his fight and death was kind of cool. So I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I think I, you know what? I wrote down the master, but I think in hindsight, I think the Hellmouth itself is probably the best monster. Oh, yeah. That's Because at least it was like an honest to God, like designed monster. Uh, the Hellmouth is a solid spook. choice. Um, yeah. Oh, geez. I didn't, I don't. Uh, I guess when uh, 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 Marcy, Cleodeval's character, is holding the um, uh, spatula at Cordelia and she's just. Spatula? I said, did I say s- scalpel? I did. <laughs> you said spatula. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's It's been a day. Oh, <laughs> Hannah has taken her glasses off and is rubbing her face. Wendy, you know what's so funny about that? <laughs> With a look of resignment. What? And what's so funny about that is that I thought of a different wrong <laughs> word for scalpel first. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? I don't remember, but it wasn't scalpel. <laughs> and I <swear. laughs> landed on dispatch. I've been I'm switching meds. I've my period started today and I've been out in the sun yeah. all day, so I think I'm a little mm-hmm. um, a little sunbaked. Uh a little. Yeah, so anyway, it's, it's just <laughs> not holding a special it's scalpel. She's holding okay. a scalpel. I'm picturing like a a spatula floating in midair, like held by an invisible person. Listen, any object floating in like I'm just gonna I'm gonna flip your face like a pancake. Any any object (laughs) held in midair by an invisible invisible person (laughs) coming towards my face would be pretty fucking scary, in fairness. Like if anything in my kitchen just started levitating of its own accord right now, I would find that Uh pretty scary. Being like pretty freaked out. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying. Um, Stuff doesn't usually float. Yeah, yeah, usually not. Um, 
usually a sign that your gravity is turned off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least in Star Trek, that's how it works, <laughs> is that your artificial gravity has failed. Um, what I wrote down for best spook was uh, in the episode Prophecy Girl when all the like ominous shit is happening and Buffy goes into the is like trying to wash her hands in the bathroom. Like, oh, yeah. I think it's right after she it might be like right after she tells Giles, like, I quit being a vampire slayer. Oh, yeah. Um, and she goes into the bathroom and she turns on the tap and blood comes out. of. The oh, closet. yeah. That's pretty spooky. There's a lot of like biblical plague mm-hmm. stuff happening. That's pretty dope. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. Did you have a most '90s moment? So, uh, Willow's outfit. It's Willow's outfit. It, that mo- that that outfit was a moment for me. Just like me. very like quintessentially '90s. Yeah, for yeah you. absolutely. <laughs> uh, that mom coat actually think, was very. Both the outfits were yeah. the moment for me in these ones. Okay, there's also a moment I just have to say where Buffy is wearing this like all black like tight top and black like black tight top and black. Uh, tights with a like shimmery plaid like pink on pink plaid mini skirt oh yeah that one's pretty good too that one was pretty bad that's another rival also for best best worst dress yeah my most 90s moment is uh ms calendar talking about surfing the net yeah that's pretty good too yeah (laughs) any anytime anybody says the net that's just like a very 90s uh, thing I to agree. me, yeah. Calling the internet the net. Um, let's just let's bring back calling the internet the net. Okay, let's do it. Let's surf the net now. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. Let's surf the net. Yeah, you can find us on the net. You can find us on the net. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, did you have a best one liner? I don't remember to be honest. There was okay. Xander said something really funny, but I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't remember anything from Xander. What I wrote down is when um so after Buffy is like all powered up and been brought back to life and she just feels like she's just like knows like she's like I can take on the master now. I'm ready. Like somehow I've been empowered and she they're like marching up to the school and like a vampire pops out and she's just like, "Oh, look a bad guy." Yeah, she kicks his whole ass like immediately. It's hot, honestly. Yeah. Everybody's hot. Everybody gets hotter in these couple of episodes, mm-hmm. which is great. I think it's just because like everybody like gets more agency and is more empowered and is like doing things to like help save Everybody's the world, yeah, everybody's becoming like the level more, of heroics has stepped up quite a absolutely. bit. Absolutely. And everybody's just becoming like a more round people, which makes them hotter to me mm-hmm. cuz I can know more about them. Yeah, they're definitely they're more interesting. They seem more like real people. Absolutely. So, um, that's all of our little, that's all of our superlative segments. Did you have anything else you want to say about Buffy season one? Uh, all in all, not a great season of television. Uh, (laughs) but the second half of it is decent. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I am, I am, uh, more than willing and in fact excited to watch the rest of it. Even if it, even if at best it's still like just okay, I I would still be fine Mm -hmm. too watch i mean i'm still gonna enjoy the watching the rest of it so i'm i'm pleased i would give it like a six six out of ten six out of ten like a six yeah i i bear i barely i barely had a positive opinion on it (laughs) okay (laughs) that's what that means to me all right um well should we wrap this bad boy up let's wrap this bad boy up speaking of the net uh you can find us there we're on it uh we've got social media it's at no exit podcast and it's instagram and it's facebook 
Um, you can also email us at noexitpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear if you've used magnetic eyelashes or uh, if you have any fun Buffy the Vampire Slayer m- memories or if you want to see pictures of my kitty. His name is Crawfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you have polydactyl cats, I would love to see your polydactyl cats. Or if you have a mm-hmm. cat at all, I would love to see that. Um, anyway, once again, that's No Exit Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, not Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Instagram We're not. Facebook. We do not have a Twitter. Don't look for us there. <laughs> Excuse me, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, or you can email us at if it's gay. We no fuck. Sorry, that's the other podcast. You can email us at noexitpodcast@gmail.com. No I got ahead of myself in my script because the next thing is that we're on the Stick Poke Prod Network. On that network is a podcast. It's called If It's Gay, We Play. You can listen to it. We talk about video games and gay stuff. Uh, we talk, we're talking a lot about Animal Crossing, trying to tap that rich, hot Animal Crossing vein. Uh, and I beat Shadow of the Tomb mm-hmm. Raider, so I talked about this, this, that this week. Um, and that's a good thing. We love, we nice. love, we love a Lara Croft in this house. We love Lara mm-hmm. Croft. So um that's that all right Wendy, you got that's that's that that's oh you want to thank travel um, kit for us wendy oh yes thanks to travel kit for writing our theme song um they you can check them out at at travel underscore kit underscore music or www.travelkitmusic.com that is our show thank you for listening and don't turn out the lights goodbye bye